Welcome to Inside Abode. I have some special guests with me today. I have the team diva in the house today. The boat obviously came down. Um, so let's just go around the room and we will introduce everyone and I'll start to my left. Awesome. Hi, this is Chavi. Uh, I've been with Team Diva since uh, the inception, or actually 10 years ago when I disrupted my wife's process in real estate. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Rocky, and I am actually celebrating my fifth year this year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, with the, with it's gone fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm Kim. I'm the original diva um, of Team Diva. I was just Miss Seattle Diva until Chavi came along. Hi, I'm Roy, and uh, this is my fifth year as well. I started just after Rocky did. Uh, this is Michael, the diva desk dude, also the original drag queen of the team. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's That's true. True. Celebrating four years on the team and one year license. Yeah. Yay. Wow. That's that's five years. That's crazy. Like for you two. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that, that's gone really fast. I remember yeah. when you first got yeah. in the game, and I'm talking to Rocky right now, and I'm pointing like people on the podcast can <laughs> see. But, um, so what I want to talk about today is pride. We're in Pride Month, um, you know, and I think for some of our listeners, they need to be educated on what pride is and why it exists and what does it mean to you. So that's my first question is, what is pride? What does it mean to you? And what are the, you know, for people that are listening that have no idea and it's maybe not even on their radar, what would you tell them? How, how far back do you want us to go? 50 years. 50, 50 years. 50 years. Exactly. So I have another question about yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, so this year is the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riots, which happened in the, in New York at the Stonewall Bar, which Chavi and I will be at to next celebrate. week to celebrate because oh, wow. yeah. we're going to New York with the tween. Um, and Pride originally started as like a, a protest. political protest. We started by trans people, drag queens, people of color. A lot of people of color that are not recognized. This would be the 50th anniversary of the turning point. The tipping point. The tipping point. It was Stonewall. There's been a lot more going on before that. Yes, tons. And locally, um, we, like through the imperial court system, we have had representation within the LGBT community for Uh, 50 or 52 years. When I was Miss Seattle, I was number 48, and Stonewall was celebrating its 40th anniversary. So 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 my title was eight years older than that. Um, It's one of the oldest titles, if not West of Mississippi. And Seattle is celebrating 45 years of celebration. And I'll just like kind of circle back and like the reason why, because a lot of people are like, why don't they have straight people pride? I was like, well, you get to get married. You, you, you get to every keep day. your job. You get to mm-hmm. keep your job in most states um, because you're a straight person. You, If you're a trans person in particular, like no one's going to question what bathroom you're going to go into. Like if you're a straight person, no one's going to be like, that's not an issue. And so... I mean, in some respects, like I think Pride has definitely become more of a bigger party, but it there is a, a it's really it's about political. recognizing the rights that we have, uh, the equalizing rights we have won, and the work we have to do to, to mm-hmm. continue and, and celebrating Pride and has celebrating gotten us Pride. there. Yeah. yeah, and I can remember. So I, this is actually I was thinking about it. and This is actually my twentieth year anniversary of actually being out. Okay. And, wow. Well, I was I of. of actually recognizing my sexuality. I didn't really come out for like four more years after that. Right. But I remember wearing my first pride and being in Volunteer Park and being terrified that someone was going to see me. Like yeah. someone, a family member or some someone I went to school with or was working with was going to see me. And over the years it's evolved to like now I'm very prideful and like, you know, talk about it all the time and I go to every event that I can. And mm-hmm. um, it's just one of those celebrations that's 
helped me and I'm sure it helps a lot of people, especially people that are from like these surrounding areas that don't, you know, not, Seattle's a very gay city. We mm-hmm. walk around freely, but there's right. people that are in these like surrounding areas that ha- that don't have the opportunity to come and celebrate and be themselves. And that's mm-hmm. what it is, a celebration of being able to be yourself in, your, in, in an environment that you feel comfortable and really celebrating yourself. And right. So that's what it's been for me. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I don't know how to add to this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, being the straight guy on the team, it's a little bit different for me. <laughs> we believe in diversity. Um, <laughs> well, let me ask you a question here. Yeah. Do, do yeah. you think, do people assume that you're gay because you're on team? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Constantly. But I, I'm totally fine with that. That's and why like, he's known as the, unappro- uh, the, no, 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 no. <laughs> the unattainable bear. Yeah, unattainable <laughs> bear. That's me. But, you know, for me, like, uh, my first introduction to Pride was through going to Seattle U uh-huh. and being on Capitol Hill. And that happened a lot earlier than I even met, you know, the Divas and, like, joined that group. Um, and I think for my personal belief is that as, you know, I consider myself an ally. And mm-hmm. so, like, I consider my myself as someone who's allowed to show up. But, you know, and, like, allowed to be there. But I'm not the voice in the room. Right. Like, I'm there to support. And I'm there to, you know, show up, be happy, you know, join in on things, but not be the one that's dictating the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in my, my new neighborhood, I just moved to White Center um, two years ago. We had our first Pride this year. And it felt very much the same. Where, like, I was there to support and be excited and, like, you know, show that there's this community there. But I'm not the voice. Right. You know, and so that's that's my take on the on pride. No, that's great. You, you made Kim tear up. <laughs> <laughs> you built a family. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I do feel like allyship, like, because I think that that's really who the ultra right is trying to target right now is like, mm-hmm. is our allies because you can erode fundamental rights if you if the allies feel intimidated. Mm-hmm. So I think they're just as important right now. So what can a what can an ally do right now that's in support of LBGTQ and wants to be an ally? Yeah. Like what Roy said is like like don't you're not the voice of representation for LGBTQ community or I like to just say queer community because that right. kind of incorporates everybody. Yeah. So can we just say that for the rest of the podcast? We can say queer yeah. community, okay. sure, yeah. <laughs> but be being like, you know, showing up, being there and not just being there for the fun parts. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've had a recent incident where some clients of ours who we, we won't name them were attacked by a um, basically white supremacist, you know, right wing um organization Mm -hmm. because they were hosting a drag queen story hour in Des Moines in a library library, and they're like oh these are easy targets they're drag queens and we're going after moms and kids and trying to intimidate moms and kids who are showing up for this event very easy target they thought and there was and, a lot of moms, and white mommies in particular, that showed up. That showed up. Not That's just awesome. white mommies, yeah. but a, a lot, lot of mommies and some daddies that yeah. showed up too. And I think it was important because that event, the success of us supporting that event relied on not just the queer community being there, mm-hmm. but the allies mm-hmm. being there too. Yeah, There was I mean, a lot of allies. There was a, yeah. lot, of a lot of allies there. I mean, that room was filled with probably mostly you know, straight mommies and their kids. Yeah. And, and the crazy part is, is like when we talk about allyship across the board, you know, whether it's the civil rights movement or LBGTQ, like every, all of these things, allyship is actually stronger than the other side that's going totally against is, the yeah. grain. You know, like the, I think yeah. if, if people would just get about and just stand on their own too, 
But you know what? We have family from Montana. And so full disclosure, like when I went to Montana, I, I actually saw the other side and I was like, I can see why people feel the way they do. Like sure. I can see why white supremacists feel the way they do because I'm driving for miles. And I'm, I haven't seen a black person for a week. Right? And so, yeah, I, might, I almost lost myself. You know what I mean? Like, like damn, am I even black anymore? Like, I'm walking around like I'm white. Like I don't even, you know, but then you walk into a restaurant with my, with Wilson and he has his Afro and like, and people are looking at us like, who are they? Where are you, you know, from? Like, where are yeah. they from? And yeah. so then it just, there's a reminder of where you go. So like, um, but allyship though is really, really, and I think that pe- there's a lot of people probably listening that want to be an ally but just don't know how. And so, because totally. I've had that conversation with people when I bring up like race stuff. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think showing up. Yeah. yeah. Showing up and educate yourself. Totally. You know, take yeah. the time to to find somebody you trust and talk to them about like what what is it that you would see as an allyship? You know, like what it, if, if I show up to your event or if I'm coming out to, um, to hang out, like what do you expect of me? Right. You know, and what, what should I know? And you don't just expect every person that's gay to tell you their life history, but, like, find somebody that's willing to do the work with you and do that work before you show up. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And specifically, I mean, like, the next place that I think a lot of people can show up is Trans Friday's um, next week. And that next same... Friday. Next Seattle. Friday in Seattle. Yeah, and the same group. Them, yeah. But the thing is, is that within the LGBTQ community, there's so many people who are like, I'm in the bear community. I'm in the leather community. I'm in the impure court community, and what we're trying to do right now is like you need to show up for the trans community because those same yep, people that yep. we're targeting, like Dry Queen Story Hour, mm-hmm. are going to target trans people because mm-hmm. they see them as being vulnerable, and we have to be a good ally also to the other intersections well, of our community. I think we all have to show up yeah. for each other. I mean, the one thing we noticed about this, um, the people that were protesting the Drag Queen Story at, um, Story Time at the library is that they're not all from one organization. They have probably varying different agendas, but they're like, oh, this is a common element that we oppose. And I'm like, we as the other side need to be like, we are not always on the same agenda. Maybe, you know, we all have different facets of queer community or um, Black Lives Matter or environmental rights whatever it is but all these issues impact us as a group right so when you bond together around all the issues that impact you and your community and not just say well that's not my issue I'm not part of that community that keeps us separated yeah and keeps us less powerful so together you know we're all more powerful I mean like women's health care like it primarily impacts women of color like, but when we do these abortion bans, we're like, well, I live in Seattle. It's not that big of a deal. Like, what happens in Georgia? But, it, it, yeah. but like, the same Slippery time. Slope. It's, it's, it's it starts in Georgia, slope. and it's going to work yeah. its way. Yeah. yeah. All right. I want, to, I want to ask, since we have, like, a local celebrity sitting with us. <laughs> yeah. uh, so <laughs> I, want to bring, I want to bring Michael into the conversation. So, Michael, tell us about, like, your, your background and how you fit into this whole, whole deal. And I have Pri- a follow-up for, question. For, for Pride? For Pride, okay. or just in general. Um, no, well, not for Pride, but just, oh. what's your, what's your, why am I saying you're a local celebrity? Oh, oh, oh I see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, you're, you're good at what you do. Like, let's, let's. Well, well like I said, I am uh, the original drag queen of Team Diva. Um, I, what's your name? Uh, Donatella Howe. Yes. Uh, if you haven't seen Donatella Howe perform, you 
it's you probably you, like we say she's infamous she's yeah a little infamous i'm a little infamous because toxic hip goodness yeah yeah well that's yeah we'll go with that one because we probably can't <laughs> say the other word on this microphone um follow me on all my on my socials and you'll know um i had yeah my my coming out birthday somewhere is around seattle pride tacoma pride i just remember looking at a paper at my mom's house in Puyallup and seeing pride on it and i was like well i'm gay so there's i guess that this is my birthday um i went to the i went to UW, got out of that it was a comedy of errors tried to do air force rotc washed out moved to the hill after getting out of college and fell into working for a drag queen uh, a notable drag queen uh, from seattle and drag sort of came upon me mm-hmm. um doing a couple of their events every year and started hosting and putting some drag together i never really wanted to do this this is a complete happy accident or odd moment like uh, a marvel superhero getting their powers or a ninja turtle being born this is not something i'm not jinx monsoon or ben de la creme who had these awesome backgrounds in theater and burlesque and whatnot and then develop these things these all everything that i've done in the last 10 years is just because of what i've decided to do and it's kind of stuck um i do a lot of community service um i'm from what i call the pre-rupaul generation um i'm not because i don't exist donatella does not exist because of drag race um and some a lot of people seem to forget that with how many generations of drag race have been out there um I also don't believe in it. I don't think that it's actually good for the drag community. It's done good and bad for us. Um, I do a lot of community service um, and have worked from the ground up for myself and the community and everything that I've done. Everything that I'm doing now that you see me doing now, hosting the Pride Parade, being a part of an improv show last night where I was trying to outcompete improv performers. Wow. Um, the fundraising, the titles I've, I have held for the Court of Seattle is all just because of what I did 10 years before just showing up um, and doing things for cheap or free mm-hmm. uh, because that's just what you did and um, I yeah just kind of found my path and it's an odd dichotomy that I never exist I never thought would exist with myself but it's something that I definitely have enjoyed yeah. um, it's become a power that I've definitely wielded more often for good sometimes you got to slap <laughs> someone down and it doesn't always uh, come come back on you nicely, but uh, I believe in karma, and I think I have a lot of good karma behind me, so I keep doing what I do. And also, the divas have definitely definitely brought me on, and they were a big part of uh, making Donatella more of a uh, facet in the community and fundraising and whatnot, and have put me out there on lots of videos and <laughs> such as. So it's yeah. it's a weird path. And it's not something I recommend for everybody, but if you really want to do it, try it, but don't try to make a living out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have one more question because I know know Rocky has to leave. Um, But so, Rocky, I have a question for you. And and I was talking about the 50th year anniversary, and it's interesting that the fair housing was last year. It was the 50th year anniversary. And in that, now we have the 50th year anniversary with the Pride. Where are your thoughts on, like, real estate, black man in real estate, gay black man in real estate, um, and how has that, is, has there been some challenge? what are the challenges that have come along with that? And you know, I don't think that, um, it's not so much pertains to real estate, I think it's just everyday living life, mm-hmm. and like, there's a lot of microaggressions that 
you know, being black man that I deal with every single day, mm-hmm. and that every black person and every person of color deals with every single day, that I just, for the most part, just if I had to, if I had to challenge every time somebody, you know, said something, <laughs> right, like, yeah, that's all right, I would know. do all day. That's all <laughs> I would do. And so I just learned to like, you know, pick my battles. I pick the big ones, and yeah. I and I and I, um, you know, challenge people when there's something that needs to be challenged. But for the most part, I'm just like, I I don't deal with it. I I, yeah. I just I'm like just move me move on and get on my my life. Now it's kind of funny you mentioned the um, the fair housing laws, yeah. because and I didn't realize it was actually the anniversary. But yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And um, um, it's interesting because sometimes I'm, I'm reading these title reports and I see like yeah. discriminatory language that they had, and and you look at the way the Seattle we're from Seattle, so you look at the way Seattle's cut up, and people don't really understand why that city's so segregated. It's because if you were black, you could not live north of the Ship Canal before this before the the this fair housing act right. was passed. And people don't understand like what those 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 government you know sanctioned programs and those government mm-hmm. sanctioned restrictions did to communities and how they made you know they created ghettos and they created these systematic you know uh, you know wealth disparities mm-hmm. and people don't really understand that and they just think that oh I was born like you know twenty years ago so I have no responsibility for the wealth that my family was able to create by being mm-hmm. in neighborhoods that were were you know funded well and they were had well to do people in them. Right. We have just had everybody else lumped in these ghettos that are created. People don't right. understand like the where how they got to where they where they are and how their families able to build this well so that they can go to college and not have to worry about well, everyone has student loans now, but <laughs> but, <laughs> and, but you know, they just don't have to they don't understand where they came from and how we got to this place. And so um, I do try to like educate people on that and educate yeah. people on like, you know, why there's these disparities and um, and I wish I could do it more and I wish I try and incorporate it as much as I can and like point these things out when I see them and, and mm-hmm. have these conversations and it's amazing to me how many people don't even know about right. that they don't even, they don't they have no idea they're like oh my god I did not know that mm-hmm. so and that was a very popular practice in Tacoma too right mm-hmm. I mean there's oh, lots yeah, of just, redlining I just that happened on Facebook not yeah. Long ago. yeah I mean oh, redlining happens in a yeah. lot of big cities yeah. and I think it's it's, you know, what Rocky was saying, it's indicative of the fact that it is very hard to build wealth when you don't have, when you're not given the opportunity right. to build wealth. So to even buy into the right neighborhood. To buy into the right neighborhood right. or buy into maybe any neighborhood, yeah. you know. And, or get a loan in the first place. Or get a loan. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. That's a whole like, generation. These are whole generations yeah. of issues. And yeah. it was like infuriating yesterday when I was listening to the um the um, conversation about the reparations mm-hmm. bill that they were talking about and how Mitch McConnell was talking about, well, no one alive now has anything to do with slavery, right, exactly. you know, and we gave you a black president, so you should just be happy yeah, with yeah. that. And I'm like, that's that kind of attitude that still persists mm-hmm. that that keeps us from moving forward. Yeah, yeah. And that's sure. not just, and it's with any marginalized community. Right. And, and that, yeah, I agree with that. And yeah, and you're, and yeah, of course you're not alive. Like, I'm not going to blame you for slavery, but you're benefiting from <laughs> from it. And you're benefiting from right. all these, you're benefiting from slavery, you're benefiting from the Jim Crow laws, you're right. benefiting from segregation, mm-hmm. you're benefiting from the, the, from the fair housing, and now you're benefiting from, um, uh, all the people in uh, jail right now. So right, you're right. benefiting from all of these things <laughs> right. and, and, then to just say, oh, there's, there's no, we don't owe you anything. We don't it's owe just, you anything. It's right? ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think uh, just kind of going back because like a lot of times when you're touring clients and uh, they're like, oh, that house is so run down, like in the central district or Rainier Valley, and you're like, what well, you you said it best. You're like, that's someone's grandmother. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 And right. yeah, it is, and it's a little, and it's it's disheartening when that happens. Um, 
Um, and it's a fine line because we're the client. Um, so, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, and people, I mean, we hear that all the time. Oh, oh, this house is priced this way because it's in, you know, it's in, it's in, you know, a rough neighborhood. And I'm like, it's in Seattle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a city. And right. the fact that you're, you know, putting a tone on any property or any neighborhood as being in a quote unquote type of neighborhood is something that realtors do all the time and don't even think twice about. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And really in Seattle there's really no tough neighborhoods. Go travel. Like the south of Chicago right. or Philly yeah. or you know, like oh, you know, Alphabet in New York. New York right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Used to be. New York's a little bit been most important question because we were we're com- coming up on our time here, the Taylor Swift thing. So let's, oh, let's, let's, oh, talk, let's talk about it. Also, oh. I have I have stances on Beyonce for myself that I can't. Like, probably, yeah, I know. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna don't disrupt the Bayhive. I know I'm gonna disrupt the Bayhive. I love. I I, res- I see her as the greatest entertainer. Ever, she is. So don't do get too. me wrong. Beyonce, I'm not. I'm, no one compares so to Beyonce. That's, that's the pre- we have a shrine to Beyonce in our office. Taylor Swift or Beyonce? No, Beyonce. Beyonce. No, Beyonce. not Taylor Swift. Uh, Taylor Swift's Taylor Swift. Maybe like, I'll tell you this. I'm not, I've never been a fan of Taylor Swift. I don't like her music. I like, you know, I think some songs. You have some songs that are catchy and like, you know, I, you know, there's a few songs I like, but I've never really been a fan of her. But I will say that I don't really, I'm not a big fan of like the, the flack that she's taking for the song and the video. I think that mm-hmm. any support we get is, is good support and she means well. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, is like, Love Beyonce, I do, but Beyonce did not invent everything. Tina Turner? I mean, I don't know. I grew up on Tina Turner. I strongly believe there's a multiverse out there where Aaliyah has not passed away and she is queen. (laughs) Oh, Aaliyah? I I have. Aaliyah Aaliyah can't sing, though. I mean. I love Aaliyah. She was my she was my one. I don't get it wrong. But then when I was looking back as time went, I was listening to, I still listen Sorry, to Sorry, Romeo must die and endured me. That was, that was so great. I, I, yes. I was No, come back one piece is one of my favorite. <laughs> yep. But um but yeah, no, I um so I have all these takes, but like don't worry, they're hot takes. I got oh, like I think we had a we had a totally like healthy debate about whether this video song is you know, like the worst thing, the best thing, you know, and I think there's a lot of different perspectives because like one, I, I just watched the video. I don't even, I need to listen to the words of the song. I was like, oh, that's like a, I've got a tape on. Don't step on my desk. Yeah, don't step on my desk. That's an interesting (laughs) creative video. I was impressed by, by the fact that she brought in a lot of different people Mm -hmm. from the queer community to be Mm -hmm. part of the video. I get that a lot of there's this ongoing debate is it co-opting or is it bringing something to light that other people who might not I mean she has a lot of young teeny bopper followers and if this is helping them be open to something they might not be maybe that's okay even if it is co-opting it came up in the hip hop community a couple years ago but go ahead on your take Uh, watch where our newest team member, Ginny, was actually getting some flack for just a post where she was like, let's not, because it was all over Facebook and everyone was just like, I'm just going to post T-Swift just because T-Swift. Um, and she got flack because she was like, let's think locally and not about this crap right, right. now because why? But thinking, I just look at it in a different perspective. I saw the video, I did hear the lyrics, and where all of a sudden she's letting things go and moving on and she wants everyone else to do that. And in the video, it's showing off the queer community with all those celebrities to try to like bring us together but she ends up back with Katy Perry 
They had a feud, and now they're getting in the and it's the, the whole culmination is the two of them hugging and spending the last forty five seconds of the video staring at each other in the eyes. Hollywood does all sorts of building in things. Back when there were gay when when there were uh, homosexuals in acting and whatnot, and you went out in public. They had an odd number of people you'd sit with that be seen out with, so they couldn't tell who was dating, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Who knows if this? My my take with with Junie was, this whole feud could have just been a thing to market both of them. Sure, mm-hmm. this could be the culmination sure. of the two of them coming back together. And um, after our evening, as that's how I'll just put that and not tell you how we were uh, <laughs> imbibed. Um, I looked at Junie and I was like, honestly, I bet you anything within the next year, the two of them are going to be on a concert tour together, mm-hmm. and this is exactly all why. Because also Katy Perry was at the Met Ball in a hot in the hamburger costume, and everyone's like, "Why?" And all of a sudden, this video—it's all going. It's just well, and the Met Ball—it's it's all controlled. Let's see what happens. Let's see when you see, <laughs> when you see the girly friend when you, when you see the girly friend concert tour happen. I'm gonna look at you and be like, "I mean, oh. I mean there's like, that's, I mean, pop music. I don't think is like well, necessary. There's, 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 there's another hot take. What if they start dating? Yeah, I mean, what if they do? Yeah. Yeah. Then does that does that change the perspective of, of whether they're them co-opting, co-opting or, or, or has yeah. there been rumor about either of them being? Well, I mean, Bastard. you know, Katy Perry kissed a girl yeah. once. Yeah. That was when I started drag. Okay, so but the thing is, is that like the reason why this is like like hot for us is because the like because our clients are attacked by this Nazi group that's similar, same group of people here in Tacoma, and we're like. And all these corporations are like, we're pride, like spend your money with us, AT and T, et cetera. All the, um, but at the same time, they're giving money to senators and to political who people are voting who against are voting against trans bills, trans bills who are voting against LGBT rights, who are voting right against to... Black Lives, who are voting against women's rights. Like, right. there's a concerted effort. So you're like, okay, spend money with this corporation so we can take. It's like this weird. It looks funny in the light. That's what it we does, say. No, because yeah. then people, it looks funny yeah. in the light. Right, and people yeah. don't date, people don't look any further. I mean, right. you could yeah. slap a picture of like you know, like I remember when it was Martin Luther King Day, everyone came out of the closet to be like, hey, let me smack a picture of Martin Luther King up on my site, and all of a sudden that means somehow I understand diversity. I was like, what did you do for a black person black, black, Right, <laughs> and they do the same thing when pride rolls yeah. around. It's like, it is taking advantage of what corporate positiveness can I get from slapping like a pride flag on something, but you dig yeah. underneath, you've, and the things that people don't dig underneath. You know, they don't, and, they don't and look deeper yeah. than, like, the the ad with the pride flag on it. I guess right. I get a little frustrated with that that kind of argument only because I feel like if you dig deep in any company, sure. you'll never be able to right. buy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is facts. Or buy cars. I was just going to say, if everyone... It's insidious, you're right. Yeah, so I take the person, I'm like, well, you know what, if they're going to support this month or whatever, or... And as long as they're not out, you know, super like, you know, like Chick-fil-A. Right. I'm going to go, no, seriously, as long as it's not something coming like that, I'm going to support them and, 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 uh, so I have your permission to go eat a Chick-fil-A okay. sandwich. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, 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 I don't go there. I'm just and saying. No Urban Outfitters. Yeah. No Urban Outfitters either. I didn't know. Yeah, they, they're canceled they, too? Oh, yeah. They're, uh, they're <laughs> big, really big, big Lehman Brothers. Yeah, really I don't go there, yeah. but yeah, yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah, and maybe it's just levels. You know, yeah, like there's levels. there's levels. I mean, you're right. There's Every big corporation is, is glad-handing as many different centers on both sides as they can get. 
I mean, and, we know yeah. that that happens. Right? And, like, I used to think Drag Story Hour was a dumbification of our queer community, but now it's a radical act. Right. Apparently, like, <laughs> I was like, I had no idea reading books to children was a radical act. <laughs> like, I, think, I mean, I think anytime as a drag queen, anytime I've been around kiddos and have been able to break through, if you will, and that's breaking through the shyness, because working at like Volunteer Park at the Fire Festival, yeah. I worked at the T-Mobile booth, and there were kids that walk up and they would be clinging on like barnacles to their family and whatnot, <laughs> and if they didn't want to talk, if I couldn't say, if they couldn't get a hello, great, it's fine, do your thing. Yeah. But the kids that would run up and high five however old they were and want to take a photo or something, that's great. And I mean... I just look at kids and it's like, I'm a giant Barbie doll. Yeah. And that usually gets right in the middle, right? <laughs> and they're like, done. Okay, let's have some But you're it. not really a giant Barbie doll. I mean, I'm a giant Ken doll just as a Barbie doll. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I mean, I kind of look at, like, like, the drag queen story hour thing as a way to, like, turn around the, like, pretty white girl princess thing that a lot of mm. girls aspire yeah. to that's promoted by a lot of, mm-hmm. you know... Um, culture. culture, you know? And this mm. is, like, let's turn that on our heads let's and give people that, yeah. something that's, like still has the like kid like oh that's interesting attraction but is not what people think it is right and a lot of those norms i mean when kids come out of the womb and they're kids they don't they're in a class with a bunch of different people and they don't really Mm -hmm. care who's what or does anything so that's all taught in the house it's all taught so i think the message is like just be be open to like Mm -hmm. different people everyone's a human being (laughs) i don't know But anyway, uh, we got to wrap up. So awesome. how do we how do we find you guys on the socials? Where do you, where can uh, people find you? TeamDivaRealEstate.com. And then on Instagram, TeamDivaRE. On YouTube, TeamDivaRE, which is where you'll see a ton of awesome videos of all of us. On the Google's and Team on the Google's, Diva Real Estate. Yeah. So Facebook. We're everywhere. And also, like we are currently ranked number 11 on Google search <laughs> for Seattle Real Estate, okay. which is like a hard fight. <laughs> yeah, that is a tough fight. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. So you'll find us. <laughs> yeah. Right. And if you and involving with pride, yes, if you want yes. to come find me, uh, definitely you'll be at the main at, stage, right? Yeah, I'll be at Westlake, uh, Westlake Park, as I've been corrected. I can't say Westlake Center. Um, yes, for main stage, uh, co-hosting with a couple other folks, uh, Geisha Star and Thaddeus Wilson. Um, I'll yeah, just look for me. I'll be in a hanky what, dress. What date? What date are we talking? Because this will probably release next week. Uh, that is Sunday. Sunday the twenty. Sunday the thirtieth. Sunday the thirtieth. Sunday the thirtieth is the parade. But there's all sorts of stuff happening all next week. Uh, but you can see me on All Song during Capitol Hill Pride all, all along Broadway. Okay. Awesome. All right. awesome. Well, there's not enough time for us to. Thanks, I mean, this conversation should awesome. be like three hours. Three hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, but no, thank you guys for coming. Yeah. Thank you.